Friends, if you're looking for a seat, there are some down the sides. Do please come in and join us. Just a welcome from me. My name's Mark. I'm the senior pastor here. It's great to have you with us at St. Paul's for the first of our carol services today. Just a couple of things to help the uh, service go smoothly. Um, There won't be any um, introductions or things said in between. There's no responses to any reading. Um, Directions for the carols where we're all singing or choir singing will be on the screens as was in that one. And obviously for the choir only um, songs we stay seated. Um, uh, Always at this time of year um, we at St Paul's church family like to ensure that um, uh, any collection taking up in church uh, goes to help those most in need around the world. Um, and this year we have chosen a charity in North India that is running a food program and currently has about 400 children a day that they're feeding. Um, one of the things that they can't afford to do because they're feeding the children is to get new clothes for them. So one of the things that we'll be providing is uh, some money for some clothing for the children, but also help for uh, the meal uh, process that they have to ensure that we're able to uh, support that as a community as we enjoy the many things that we have in this country and look forward to uh, great lunches together and lots of food around and you'll be served mince pies and mulled wine and something soft afterwards as well but actually we're remembering those who have so little at this time of year. So that's just a retiring collection. There'll be baskets at the back. Please do give generously to that, but no one is forced to give anything. If you give tax efficiently through the envelopes in the back of the seats, any tax we reclaim also goes to those most in need. But Before we go into this evening service, let's remind ourselves of what we're here for. And just a gentle reminder, if you have a telephone, to switch it to silent or switch it off. That would be fantastic. Thank you. At Christmas time, we delight again to hear the story of the journey to Bethlehem, the song of the angels and the surprise of the shepherds, and their joy as they found Jesus in a manger. But lest we forget he was born for put to poverty, we remember at this season all who are hungry and cold. And Lord, we ask your blessing on the night shelter that is running across Ealing at the moment, housing the homeless. We thank you for the many charities that work to look after those most in need. And we ask your grace, blessing and multiplication on all the resources that they have. And lest we forget that he was born a refugee, we remember the stranger and the lonely among us. And lest we forget he felt the pain of life and death, we remember now those who are ill or anxious or bereaved. And because we know he came for our salvation, let us together, in heart and mind, once more travel to Bethlehem to hear the message of the angels and worship afresh the Son of God. We're going to begin with our first reading. Thank you. The first reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 to 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. They lived in a land of shadows, but now light is shining on them. You have given them great joy, Lord. You have made them happy. They rejoice in what you have done, as people rejoice when they harvest grain or when they divide captured wealth. For you have broken the yoke that burdened them and the rod that beat their shoulders. You have defeated the nation that oppressed and exploited your people, just as you defeated the army of Midian long ago. The boots of the invading army and all their bloodstained clothing will be destroyed by fire, 
A child is born to us, a son is given to us, and he will be our ruler. He will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. His royal power will continue to grow. His kingdom will always be at peace. He will rule as King David's successor, basing his power on right and justice from now until the end of time. The Lord Almighty is determined to do all this. Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus.
This reading is taken from Luke 2, 1 to 7. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed a census that should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinus was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He travelled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. 
I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried to the village, and they found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. For it was just as the angel had told them. The following choral item is from the TV miniseries The Bible, and it's accompanied by um, a series of scenes from the Nativity and the life that Jesus went on to do.
Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is this Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them that the the time the star had first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. When it was time for them to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod.
Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it.
Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before God made anything at all and is supreme over all creation. Christ is the one through whom God created everything on heaven and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see. Kings, kingdoms, rulers and authorities. Everything has been created through him and for him. He existed before everything began and he holds all of creation together. Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. And he is the first of all who will rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And by God and by him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of his blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he's brought you back as his friends. He has done this through his death on the cross in his own human body. As a result, he's brought you into the very presence of God and you are homely and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand in it firmly. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world, and I, Paul, have been appointed by Christ to proclaim it. Well, it's been a wonderful evening, hasn't it, so far? Just fantastic music. It's great to sing the carols. It's great to do it in such a beautiful place. And uh, just a real thank you to the choir for leading us. It's been a really lovely evening. Uh, and I, for me, it's part of those, one of those family traditions that we have to be at a carol service. I don't know about you, but for me, it's the beginning, really, of Christmas. The start when it all comes together. Um, for many of us, I think we uh, worry that if this is the beginning of Christmas, we've only got 10 days to go, and, and boy, that's a lot of present buying and card writing and food preparing and calming children down, saying, no, tomorrow is not Christmas, and no, Father Christmas isn't coming this evening. I don't know if anyone else has experienced that. One of the things I love to do is to go to Christmas, uh, go Christmas shopping quite late on. It's, it's kind of like a sport. Have you ever done that? You, you see, there are two types of people who go Christmas shopping. Some of you are going, absolutely not. There's no way that I would go Christmas shopping late on. I am in November, or preferably the January sales the previous year, kind of a person. Um, but I like to go quite late on. I like to go into the big shopping centres, Westfield. When you drive into Westfield and there's only 10 parking spaces left, that's a challenge. When you come up to a, a queue in the checkout and you see all the people who are hoping, hoping and waiting for that one gift they need to get for their wife or their loved one. I wonder what family traditions you have. That's a silly one that I do. I wonder what yours might be. I joined a family, when I married Nell, I joined a family who really love Christmas, who really build up well uh, to it. So we have a special day early in December, which is called Buy the Tree and Decorate It Day. It takes a whole day. Uh, but my job in that day is really simple. Pay for the tree, make it stand straight, and get out of the way. <laughs> I quite like that job. I'm happy to take orders and make tea at any point during that time. Um, we also have a, a special advent calendar, not the chocolate one that so many of us love, although there is chocolate involved, but we have a set of stockings that hang uh, in our kitchen. And in each stocking is a different present, and we take it in turns each year to be the person who prepares 24 presents. Not just presents for Christmas Day, but 24 small gifts. Thankfully, it's Nell's year this year, and she's done a marvellous job. And I'm building a nativity scene, so each day there's something about the anticipation of Christmas growing. So we've had shepherds and animals and wise men, and, and I'm looking forward to Mary and Joseph, although I did think the shepherds looked a little bit like Mary, so we'll see how they look a little bit later on. This year, um, we've been asking people the question that is on the screen behind me. Uh, we've been asking people all around Northfields, if you could fill in that blank, what would you put? All I want for Christmas is... Some people break into song at that point. Others shake their heads and look confused. But some have written on our blackboards that you might have seen outside the church or on Northfields Avenue um, earlier this year. Here's what some of the things I saw that were written down. 
All I want for Christmas is a PlayStation 4 with FIFA 2014. All I want for Christmas is happiness. All I want for Christmas is a pink laptop. All I want for Christmas is snow. Wouldn't that be great? A white Christmas. It looks a bit wet and grey out there at the moment. How about this one? All I want for Christmas is a marriage proposal. Not me, I'm already married. (laughs) Definitely didn't write that one down. This one, I think, might have been my wife. All I want for Christmas is a puppy. Just to say, dogs are for life, not just for Christmas. But if you had to fill the blank in on that card, I wonder what you would put. All I want for Christmas is all the family gathered around the table, celebrating Christmas together. All I want for Christmas is a new job. All I want for Christmas is a great relationship with my husband or my wife. All I want for Christmas is peace on earth, or at least peace in the living room. I want to show you a video uh, that I saw this week. Uh, It's a really wonderful film uh, about uh, an airline that um, decided to give its customers, give uh, its travellers something that they wanted for Christmas. Let's watch the clip. Twas a night before Christmas, and all across the land, the good folks of WestJet had a miracle planned. <clears throat> On the eve before flying, the guests were in their beds. Visions of traveling danced in their heads. While out on the runway, something secret had arrived. It was left in the lounge. Twas a Christmas surprise.
of St. Nate would actually appear. It was all quite a trip. A West Jenner would say it was more than mere fun. Miracles do happen when we all work as one. We'll give Santa the last word on this most special night. Wasn't that wonderful? An amazing marketing. 25 million hits now on that video, but a fantastic clip, just amazing. Isn't it, you watch the joy on people's faces. I think that little boy with the Android tablet. Never forget him, the guy with socks and underwear. <laughs> Ladies, never be told that men don't like getting brand new socks and underwear. They were joyful, they were exuberant, they were celebrating with each other because they'd been part of something wonderful. They'd received a gift, a wonderful gift. Do you know, gift brings joy to those who give the gift, as well as those who receive it. Because gifts come from a place of love, and love gives joy. Listen to this from one of the readings we heard earlier. For to us, a child is born, And to us, a son is given. When we give gifts at Christmas, we're reminding ourselves of God's great gift to us. The gift of his son, Jesus. And this was a gift, given in love, that brought great joy. Jesus brought great joy to those who saw him and those who knew him. So we see the shepherds full of joy and excitement after they've heard the announcement of the angels. They rush to the birthplace of Jesus to celebrate full of joy. Mary was filled with joy because of the great gift, her son, the Messiah, the Savior. And throughout his life, we see Jesus bring great joy to those who met him. Jesus himself, he demonstrated what a joyful life is like. Life to the full, if you want. He offered that fullness of life to all of us. That's the gift given in love that he seeks to bring. Jesus offered that to those on the, on the margins. That prayer we prayed at the start, we, we remember those on the edge. Those whom have, who have nothing compared to those who have much. Those whom society rejected became friends of Jesus. Jesus showed love and joy to the rich, to the poor, to the young, to the old, to the healthy, to the sick, to the joyful and the joyless, the hopeful and the hopeless. And because of this love demonstrated for us, shown for us, he gave us a gift. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Ultimately, Jesus gave of his life for us. To demonstrate the love of God, his love for the world. Greater love has no one than this, Jesus said, than he gave up his life for his friends. It's wonderful to receive a good gift, isn't it? It's wonderful to receive something uh, that we've wanted. And Jesus is the gift that God has given to us and the gift that he offers to us now. As the angel said, it's a gift that is good news with great joy. I wonder if you might write that on your Christmas card. All I want for Christmas is a great gift of good news full of joy. That sounds like a good gift to me. I'd love to take us back just for a moment to to the baggage carousel number eight and join with all those people waiting for their luggage. Suddenly the gifts come through. They arrive and you see a gift marked with your name. I wonder how you feel. There's a surprise there. There's a kind of bit of intrigue. What is this? What is this gift that I've got? And we recognize the gift as the gift that God wants to give all of us, the gift of his son. I wonder what our response might be. Some of us, we're not that keen on the gift. We might just leave the gift. It doesn't mean the gift vanishes or goes anywhere. It's still there tomorrow. It's still there the day after. But we choose to leave it. We see that in the story of Jesus, don't we? The the Christmas story, Herod chooses to leave the gift. He's not interested in the gift. In fact, he doesn't want the gift at all. There are others who take the gift and rip into it. I think that's something like small children, isn't it? If anything is wrapped within a 20-mile radius of a toddler, it's in danger of being opened. 
but we can get the gift and enjoy it. We can receive God's gift of relationship with him, a, a life to the full that lasts. It's a gift of hope for the future, peace that brings strength today, freedom from the past, God himself with us. And that's really the message of Christmas, isn't it? God's gift to us is a gift of himself in Jesus. Maybe that's what you're going to do tonight. You're going to grab the gift, open the gift, and enjoy it. I don't know about you, but maybe you're a bit more of an explorer. When the tree goes up in the house and the gifts are around the tree, are you someone who, when no one's looking, will just sneak underneath and pick out what looks like the biggest or the best, give it a little shake, give it a little squeeze, maybe a smell, to see what it is, to explore what that gift might be? Well, I think we're able to do that with this gift. Some of us want to know a bit more about it. We want to know what it really looks like. We're not ready necessarily to open the gift straight away. We, we run something here called Alpha. It's a, a thing at St. Paul's for those who like to explore, who want to ask questions, who want to find out a bit more about the big questions in life that we might ask. Why am I here? What's the point of life? Sometimes those questions come up over Christmas, don't they? When things maybe aren't working out the way that we hoped, or we're not quite so sure that 2014 is going to be the year that we really want. But we have an opportunity to explore life, to explore this gift that God gives us. And I think God loves it when we explore him, when we explore the gift of Jesus. And this thing, Alpha, well really what it is, is is a bunch of people getting together. We eat great food. We talk about those important questions. And if you think that might be something you'd like to do, you'd like to explore the offer, that gift of life, then why not come and talk to myself or Mark or come to, there's a little table at the back where we've got some invitations. Because really, I'd just love to invite you to come. Come and join us. Come and ask questions. Come and explore more. God's free gift to us is himself in Jesus. And Jesus himself said to all those he met, come to me, all who are heavy laden and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Come to me if you're stuffed on turkey and I'll give you peace. Come to me if you've had enough of the hustle and the bustle and you want to find something deeper and more real. Come to me, Jesus said, and know me and have relationship with me. That's the gift that God offers us today and it's a gift of good news, full of great joy. We're going to stand now and sing our final carol, Hark the Herald, Angels Sing.
I would like to say a huge thank you to you for joining us today. Let's just ask God's blessing upon us. May the joy of the angels, the wonder of the shepherds, and the peace of the Christ child fill your hearts this Christmas time. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you, your families, your friends, and your loved ones, wherever they may be, this day and for always. Amen. Why don't you please turn and say hi to those around you, greet someone you don't know, and uh, stay with us for mulled wine and mince pies and enjoy one another's company.